Thank you for joining us today. This is Bryce Sutton with Summit Global Investments. Glad to have you here. I'm with David Hardin. Dave is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Summit Global Investments. Great to have you again with us this morning, Dave. And I'd just like to kind of jump into things and talk about what are you seeing right now in the market? Well, it's a big update today, Bryce. I think the S&P is up roughly right now as we speak about 5.5%. The Russell 2000 up about 6.5%. So big risk on, if you will. Interesting thing, if you look under the covers a little bit more, is what's, what's really leading the market? What's really in the market is defensive. Utilities are up about 7% in the large cap space. Real estate's up about 6% in the large cap space. But tech's doing really well today as well. The, the, there's kind of uh, two trades going on. And this is where I'd be really, really careful. We definitely recommend staying defensive right now. We're staying defensive right now. Some of those names we're in, like Walmart's up 4.5% today and other things. But the trades that are very much, um, they look intriguing, they're tempting, but you got to stay away from them. Royal Caribbean up about 20%. Carnival Cruise Line up about 25% today. Um, something that you just absolutely want to continue to avoid. I would not be buying cruise lines if my life depended on it. So tragedy going on right now. You've seen these cruise lines coming through the uh, Panama Canal and coming around to the U.S. trying to dock. And it's just, it's just very sad. Something that I do not want other, anybody to be a part of. But from a trading perspective, they're up big today. <laughs> Definitely are. And, you know, speaking of those stocks that you're avoiding right now, Dave, when would you see SGI getting back into some of these names, whether they're travel, leisure, um, you know, those groups that have just really been decimated so far? Sure. Well, there's there's a couple, there's basically I would rate stocks on a, on, a, on a real easy, clear to understand rating. Let's call it one, two, and three. One is you don't mind if you hold it now. You don't mind if you buy into it some more now. You may be early. It may not be the bottom, but it's just a great name to be into. Let's look at like Microsoft, right? It's a great name to buy. We like it. We've owned it. And if we bought more of it right now, I'm okay even if it's not the bottom. The second one's like a rating of a two. You really don't want to buy these unless you're buying them at the bottom. And if you buy them at the bottom, maybe that's okay. Maybe like that's a Marriott. It's not going away or a Hilton. Something to where I wouldn't touch them, but at the bottom, if you could pick them up, you know, maybe you could get them. I know JetBlue over the weekend talked about um, out in New York, they usually have about 120,000 passengers uh, that they're moving. And right now they're moving about 7,000 passengers, right? You can't get much lower. So if you buy something at the bottom, maybe that's okay, but you, but you definitely do not want to be early. And then the third trade is, is I call it a stock that we'd rate a number three. This is something that you don't want to buy early. You don't want to buy at the bottom, but if you want to get in, it's okay if you get in late, right? And so this is something a little bit different. And then you reverse those trades on getting out. Hey, if we get out of this name, I'm okay if we get out early. I don't want to get out until the very bottom or this one, I'm okay if I'm late to get out of that stock. So you have to look at these stocks independently. The specific industries you talked about, you know, I'm just not right now at all comfortable buying some of these travel, especially cruise lines. Airlines, I'm a little bit more positive than cruise lines. Hotels, I'm a little bit more positive than airlines. But the whole travel industry, I would rather be late to the game than early to the game. You may miss up some miss some gains there, but as a whole, they would be rated as like a number three. Got it. Now that makes sense. I mean, 
given the fact that, like you said, so many people are just not traveling now. I know that uh, I have a son who was looking to book a ticket and he booked a ticket for about a week out and they changed the flight four different times until he finally just said, well, this is pointless uh, because of all the cancellations that you know were going on for you know something that he had to do and just had to scrap it. Um, and so I see that continuing moving forward, which kind of leads me into another point is with all the volatility that we keep on having, what what are you hearing from the institutional investors that we work with right now? Well, I think institutional, you know, from a, from a large perspective, are continuing to hold steady the course. They've fairly diversified into many different type of um, positions and holdings, and most institutions do their own asset allocation among different styles. Think growth, value, think defensive, think risk on. And they're kind of, you know, looking at those and holding steady with long-term kind of project uh, objectives. And they, I think they can hold that money a little bit longer. And so most are staying put, not a lot of buying, not a lot of turning over in the sense of institutions right now. Okay, that's good. You know, as you know, we talk to a lot of advisors from around the country every day. And oftentimes they want to know, what are we seeing? What are we thinking? So maybe, you know, what are some ideas you have right now for advisors, you know, when they're talking, you know, amongst themselves and also, of course, with their clients? Yeah, and I think that now is the time that you really separate yourself as an advisor, right? No different than a money manager in the sense I think communication is key. That's why we started to put out these podcasts. I think letters to clients or calls to clients are key and just checking in with them. A lot of them are going to be very comfortable. Some of them that I that, that have called us have had cash. They want to put it into the markets. It's time to get that money ready. I think we're closer to the bottom than we are, you know, uh, so to speak, from the start. And so um, I, I think just communication is really, really key when it comes with advisors and working with their clients. And some clients are going to want to de-risk. That's, so fun. That's okay. That's fine. Let's de-risk for a month. Let's see what you feel in a month from now. The U.S. is going to have an immense amount of pain in the next couple of weeks from what we're told from a health perspective. The economy already has all the pain. And so, you know, let's see what turns out. And if someone wants to be more defensive through that period of time, I understand that. The advisor surely would understand that. And so we can make some moves. But the other thing is what we're doing for advisors. For advisors that use us, for example, you know, we've already moved a lot to cash. We have tactical strategies that have moved some to cash for these clients. Um, the funds in and of themselves have right now their pretty much highest cash allocation we, ha we can have in the mutual funds. So I, I think there's a lot of things to be said. And helping the advisor understand what moves we're making helps them to communicate with their clients. I do know that advisors appreciate, obviously, you know, hearing what, uh, we're, what we're seeing, what we're feeling, what we're thinking. I know the clients appreciate hearing that as well. You know, maybe as we wrap up, you know, anything else, Dave, out there that you're looking at, things that you're concerned about, um, you know, just any other pieces of information that we can leave everyone with today? Yes, thanks, Bryce. You know, though we're staying defensive right now, we're, we're eagerly awaiting and looking for the signs where we can turn it on and be a little bit more risk on. And some of those are just with the path of the disease, which is probably the most important. This is this will determine many things, but the stay-at-home orders that are out there, um, 
the, the, the number of deaths, the infection rate. These are things that are really key to knowing when this thing will turn around and really putting a lot of hope and faith into the medical community. Uh, some, of, some of those individuals and professionals who study their whole lives for this eagerly awaiting for the breakthroughs in medicine, the breakthroughs in the combination of different medicines to help this, to reduce this death rate to where we can feel comfortable and confident to get out and uh, resume our normal lives, if you will. And I think that's probably sooner rather than later. They've been working at this for an awful long time. I hope that that's coming and uh, looking forward to that. So that's kind of the hope that's out there. But in the meantime, you got to play what's in front of you. And, and the card's on the table right now. You need to stay defensive, which we're doing, even in markets like today that are really, really up. Like I, I, when we started, about 5.5%. It's about 5.6 now. You know, we're, we're up in that 4.5%, 5%. I'm okay if we underperform slightly on the upside because I still think there's a lot of volatility and downside to come. So making some trades today, buying some things, selling some things, and trying to make sure that the portfolio is positioned correctly. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dave. Appreciate the time, and we will do this again real soon. That sounds great. Thanks, Bryce. Be safe, everyone.